Hey everybody, uh, thank you so much for having us, and uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to worship with you guys if we've never been together before uh, worshiping. Uh, my name's Jason, uh, as you said, I'm, I'm the college pastor out of All People's Church. Uh, I'm married to a beautiful British girl. Uh, we have three kids, and um, I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but just, uh, you know, just as way of introduction, I, I grew up in Spokane, Washington. No, sh no shout outs for Spokane. Is this from Spokane? Spokane, like Spokane? South Hill? Mead, huh? No, I'm just kidding. That's awesome. All right, Spokane. Northwesterners have to stick together. You know, we drive Subarus and wear Timberlands and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, grew up in Spokane. I went to uh, school at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Uh, for college, I uh, did architecture and played basketball there, and uh, that was my life, um, basketball and architecture. From the time I was 13 years old, I was like, I want to play basketball, I want to be an architect. That was the plan. I don't know why I was so determined from 13 years old to be an architect, but that was the plan. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you a little more of my story in a moment. And I know you guys are on this theme of living life beyond and, uh, you know, finding true life in Jesus. He who has the Son has life, right? And I want to, I was praying about what to share with you guys, and I've decided this is what I want to do. I'm going to triple dog dare you today. So I don't know if you've been triple dog dared before. In fact, I was kind of worried. I was like, maybe that was just a thing I did when I was a kid, like we would triple dog dare each other. But I looked it up, and I want to share the definition of a triple dog dare. A triple dog dare, according to Urban Dictionary, <clears throat> it is the ultimate dare. It's for when a person rejects a regular dare, and they reject a double dog dare. It is a dare that you have to do under any circumstance. If you don't, then you will look like a weakling and a chicken. So <laughs> I, I established this morning a triple dog dare is truly a thing. And uh, so I'm going to give you a triple dog dare, three things I want to dare you to do that I did in college that changed my life. Um, and the first thing, and these are simple things, but these will change your life. Number one, seek God. Seek God. When I went to college, Cal Poly, uh, I got down there, lived in a house with 13 guys, right when I moved in, fraternity, and uh, yeah, that was an experience in itself. Uh, and I had been to church when I was young. Uh, I thought it was a good thing, you know, I thought God's stuff was a good thing, uh, but I was kind of over that in a, in, in a sense and just thought, you know, I'm not going to really do that church stuff while I'm at college. And so one Saturday, uh, this is my freshman year at Cal Poly, I was sitting in my bedroom and I was just thinking, all right, done with the church thing. Um, and then I just thought, well, wait a second, maybe, you know, actually heaven and hell came to mind. I was like, oh, heaven and hell might be kind of an important thing to think about. <laughs> 
So I was like, I'll just go one last time. And there was this little white church down the street. So I just walked into this little white church. Uh, it was a Calvary Chapel church. And I went and sat in the back row by myself. And it was about this big. So I was like sitting in the back row by myself. <clears throat> and while there was somebody playing guitar and they were singing a song, um, I was sitting there by myself. And for the first time in my life, I just thought, hey, before I bail on God and church, uh, maybe I should just ask God if he's real. So I simply said, not very eloquently, sitting there in the back, back pew by myself. It was a pew, literal pew, just by myself. Uh, I, I kind of bowed my head and I was just like, Jesus, if you're real, uh, I need you to show me because people have told me about this stuff, but I don't know. And in that moment, it was impossible to describe, but I literally felt God's presence. Uh, I can best describe it as a hug, but it was like, a, like God grabbed me, and I heard God say to me, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I, the, <laughs> you know, freshman in college, I was I, and there was girls there and stuff. Like, I was trying to be, be sort of cool or at least maintain some composure. I wept. I mean, I, I could not handle the presence of God and what he was speaking to me. I crumbled, it crumbled me to the floor on my knees, and I encountered God for the first time. And what happened in that moment is that the things I had heard about and been around uh, became real for me because I encountered God. It was more than a philosophy or a worldview or a way of living. It was like, oh, I just met God. <laughs> God's alive. That was the first thought of my mom. I was like, oh, God's alive. Like, God's real. Like, that changes everything for me. It's not just a theory. It's not just a philosophy. It's not just a word. Like, God's alive. Jesus is real. I've got, I've got to respond to that. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do next. But I encountered God that day. And from, from that moment... Uh, I would not deny that Jesus was real and that he was alive. And it all started from this very simple moment where I sought God for the first, I truly sought God for the first time that day when I said that prayer. I said, Jesus, if you're real, show yourself to me. And later, when I started reading the Bible, I found this scripture in Jeremiah 29, 13. God makes this promise to you. God says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You will, I want to tell you, some of you don't know God. Maybe you're not sure if you know God. And I want to just encourage you. God promises this to you. You will find me when you search for me with your whole heart. See, that morning for me, with my whole heart, I wanted to find God. And sure enough, God revealed himself to me. And that might not be how it exactly happens for you, but I want to, I want to promise you boldly, and say, if you seek God with your whole heart, He will reveal Himself to you. He will show Himself to you. And my first of the triple dog challenge for you is to seek God. I don't know what you do in front of your friends here, but I challenge you to, 
today, tonight, in your, in your bedroom, in your car, I don't know, go hide behind a tree somewhere, but get alone and seek God. Just say, God, I just want to find you. Like, show yourself to me. God, I want to know, like, I want to know you. I do. If you start praying that prayer, God will reveal himself to you. He will. And it will be revolutionary for your life. It's simpler than you think to seek God. Guys, you know how to seek a girl? Have you ever thought, I'd like to know that person? What do you do? I mean, we don't really know what to do. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth. We, we don't really know what we're doing, but we sort of know what to do. We're like, hey, I should probably talk to her. Revelation, the girls are like, yeah, talk, talk to me. You hang out where she hangs out. I know, I know what you do. You like plan your route to your next class. You're like, oh, there you are again. Oops. You hang out with the people she hangs out with, you know. We do these really simple things to seek or to pursue somebody. It's the same with Jesus. You want to know Jesus? You want to find God? Seek, seek him. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Like I did that morning in the back, back pew. Jesus, I want to know you. Just talk to him like you would talk to a friend. Jesus, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. Go hang out with people that he hangs out with. You know, like get around people that are seeking God. You know, you're here, which is awesome. But I just want to challenge you to go a step deeper. Are you seeking God? And I'm not talking about seeking a worldview. I'm talking about experiencing God himself. Uh, <clears throat> some of you who, uh, if you read the Bible, you'll notice the word word used a lot. There's... <laughs> Uh, you know, the word of God is powerful. And there's one type of word that means logos, and there's one type of word called rhema. And I don't want to go too deep into this. It's just really intriguing stuff. But logos is the general truth of God. It's basically, hey, if you build your life on the principles of Jesus and what he said to do, you're building your house on the rock. You're a wise builder in life. But then there's the rhema word of God, which means you are receiving a word directly from God to you. When, when God spoke to me that day at that church and said, Jason, I love you. I had heard Jesus loves me before, but when God said, I love you, that changed everything for me. So there's general truth out there. It's like a big well of water. It's full of truth. The Bible is full of, full of truth. Like these, I grabbed my big Bible today on accident. There you go, just to scare you. Uh, <clears throat> have you ever seen a book before? Yeah, it's a book. Uh, you know, there's this whole well of truth, but the rhema word is like taking a scoop of water out of that and you're like drinking it yourself. You're like, oh, okay. And I want to say, don't seek God. <clears throat> I'm not talking about seeking God by listening to a sermon or or by watching an Instagram preacher for a few seconds and go, okay, you know, I'm hearing some good stuff about God. I'm talking about getting a word from God for yourself in the moment. God will speak to you. God will speak to you and it will change your life. 
I'm so thankful that God has spoken to me. God spoke to me that day. I'm so thankful God spoke to me the day that I met my wife in London. I was traveling through London uh, with a friend. And I wish I could promise this happens for you this way. But one thing I want to tell you, pray. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband, girls. Pray for your wife, guys. And I, I had every day been praying that God would give me a wife. And I was specifically asking God for a British girl because there's something about the accent that just was awesome. What is it about the British accent? It's good. It's good stuff. And I was like, God, give me a British girl. That was first on the list. British. And it struck me one day. I was like, I'm in England right now. I didn't think about that until I was actually in England. I was like, wait a second, I'm in England. Anyway, I was at a friend's house for dinner. And uh, Hannah, who's now my wife, walked in the room. And do you know that God, in one of these rare moments of my life, spoke to me in that moment and said, Jason, this is the girl you've been asking me for. This is the girl you've been asking me for. And out of an impossible situation, God brought this girl to California and we got married and um, I, I just have to tell you there's another time in my life in college I was sleeping on my futon in the living room <laughs> and I was lying there after I'd given my life to Jesus and I was doing architecture playing basketball and that was, that was my life plan forever first time in my life I'm laying in my futon and I said God what do you want me to do with my life God, what, what do you want me to do? And God spoke to me in that moment. And it wasn't exactly what I was doing at the moment. You might be on the right track, you might not be, but I want to challenge you. Talk to God. God will speak to you beyond just general truth or knowing about God or knowing godly worldview or getting Christian education. God wants to speak to you. God will give you words for your life. So seek God. Seek an experience from God. Number two, my second dare for you, seek godly friends. Seek godly friends. And uh, what I mean by that, I challenge you to find one or two friends that seek God with their whole heart. Find one or two friends, and you got to seek them out. It's not always easy to find friends like that. I want to be your friend. But what happened to me in college, after I encountered Jesus that one day, it was an awesome day, but then I struggled for about a year, because I didn't know how to live the Christian life. And my friendships around me, they were were nice people, but they did not help me follow God well. They actually helped me not follow God very well. And I sort of had one foot in God and one foot just doing my own thing, and that is probably the most miserable way to live a life. Just so, if any of you are there, it's a miserable way to live. Because you're convicted half the time, and you're like, I should be living this way, and you know you have a big calling on your life, but you're messing around a bit, and it's just a tough spot to live. Now, what changed for me is I got invited to this guy's house for a Bible study one night, uh, and I went to that, it was called a a life group. I went to this life group, and for the first time in my life, I, I was like in this room with a few guys and I was like, wow, you guys like know God. Like I can tell by the way you talk. And they were talking about the Bible. And I was like, these guys are for real. Like the things I'm reading about in the Bible, these guys are doing that stuff. And so I just, I started calling them. I was like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. 
Let's, let's go get some steak. Let's go hang out. Let's get a, like, let's do things together. And as soon as I started getting friendships in my life, friends with people who were pursuing God with their whole heart, it started rubbing off on me. It started helping me find God, started teaching me how to live the sold out life for Jesus. It's awesome. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, though one person may be overpowered, two can defend themselves and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So if you take a rope with three strands on it, it's really hard to break it. I know this is always the marriage illustration, but I want to tell you that when you have a few friendships around you of people that are pursuing God with your whole heart together, you will become strong. You will become strong and unbroken in your life. And I just want to ask you, do you have a couple friends who love God with their whole heart? Do you have a couple friends that love God with their whole heart? When you hang out with them, I remember the first time I hung out with these guys, we jumped in the we jumped in this big white car. We called it the iceberg because it was so ugly. Just this giant white car. And I jumped in with my new friends, Jeremy and Joel, to go to the beach. We jumped in, I jumped in the back seat, and Jeremy turns around, he turns on the car, he's like, okay, hold on, let's pray. <laughs> and that to me was like a shocking moment. I was like, well, bro, it's like Saturday morning, man. We're going to the beach. And the first thing you're thinking about is pray before we go to the beach. And, and it wasn't anything magnificent. I mean, he's just like, hey, God, bless us today. We love you. Thanks for loving us. Help us have a great time at the beach. Amen. And then we drove off. And I was like, I don't know what this life. I, 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 who are these people? Like, this is different. This is different. And my life became that way, where I was like, oh, God's with me all the time. Oh, I can pray all the time. Oh, uh, you know, every time I, I'd walk down, I started living with Christians on, on purpose, because I'd come down at 6 a.m. in the morning to go to practice or something, and my roommate would be sitting on the floor uh, reading his Bible and praying. Like, those are the kinds of people you want to get around. And as I'm around that, in that environment, I'm like getting more and more on fire for God, more and more revelation about who I am and seeing it all around me, and we did it together. Man, it's awesome. So I challenge you to seek God personally. I also challenge you uh, to seek godly friends. And number three, give Jesus everything. Give him everything. Give him everything. Jesus is worth it. I, I think we don't hear this enough. Uh, in Matthew 16, Jesus talks about what it means to be his disciple. And Jesus says in Matthew 16, verse 24, he said, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So he said, if you want to follow me, deny yourself, deny everything, take up your cross, die to yourself, and come follow me. Uh, there's this, uh, some, of the, some of our folks from the church here, probably sick of me reading this story. But this story changed my life in college. There's a guy called John Wimber who uh, helped lead the Vineyard Church movement a lot of years ago. Um, a lot of worship songs you sing these days are from him and his ministry. Uh, planted, planted a couple thousand churches globally. Just an awesome, one of my heroes in Christianity. But I was reading about his early life and he wasn't a Christian. Uh, until he was in his 30s. And 
he was a musician. He, he composed music. He played with the Righteous Brothers, if you know that band. Uh, uh, anyway, great musician, wrote a lot of songs. Uh, that was his livelihood. Now, this guy, Gunner, he met this guy, Gunner, who kept inviting him to his house for a Bible study. Every week, Gunner would say, hey, John, come to my, come to my Bible study this week. And John would say, I can't. Monday night, I have a conflict. I can't go on Mondays. Every week, Gunner would invite him. John, come to, my, come to my Bible study. And John would say, I can't go. I have a conflict. And then one day, Gunner came up to him and said, hey, John, uh, I have really good news. We really want you to come to our group. So our whole group decided to move it to Tuesday so you can come. <laughs> and, and so he felt so bad. He did not want to go at all, but he felt so bad about it that he went on that Tuesday night. He started hearing this guy, Gunner, talk about Jesus and talk about, hey, uh, to, to follow Jesus, it means to lay down your whole life. And one day, John asked him, uh, John, John told him, told Gunner, he knew a guy that could only do one thing well, and he made a living doing it, talking about himself, of course. Would God require that man to give up his career to become a follower of Jesus? A pregnant silence followed, accompanied by the piercing gaze, and Gunner answered, I don't know what God would require of that man, but I believe he would have to be willing to give it all up. That's what I thought, John quietly said. And it wasn't long before God called John, spoke to John, and said, John, I want you to lay down your career and follow me. And so one day, uh, in the next few weeks, John sold all his musical instruments, except one. Uh, we had a station wagon in those days, and John loaded it up, his entire vehicle with boxes of music and records and arrangements, his whole life of work. His whole lifetime of work went into those cartons, and he drove the car up to the city dump, where he pushed them out of the back of the station wagon and onto the piles of garbage and other discarded items. This is his wife talking. It made my heart ache to see him do that. He was totally silent the whole time. I looked at what he was doing and I thought of the corn of wheat that has to die to bring forth much fruit. And I prayed that someday, one day, God would do something beautiful through John. So as a result of this, this action of Jesus, I give you everything. God was able to use this man for, uh, for incredible things globally. But it started with that willingness to lay down everything. And when I read that when I was in college, I thought, I want to be that. I want to, I want to give everything to Jesus. I don't want to just play the Christian game. I don't want to just talk like I know about God. I don't want to just talk about the philosophy of God. I don't want to just talk about the worldview of the Bible. I want to know Jesus. I want to lay down everything and follow Jesus. And if you guys want to experience true life, if you want to experience real life, seek God, seek Christian friends, and give Jesus everything. It will change your life, Spokane. It will change your life. It's so worth it. I want to invite you to, to, to do this. And your friends may not do it, but you can do it. Your friends may not do it, but you can do it. And I just want to say it's easy to find God if you seek Him with your whole heart. It's not that easy to find friends. But you will if you, if you ask God for good, good friends that love Jesus. And it's not easy 
to give up everything for Jesus. It hurts. And it's hard. But it's worth it. And I just wanted to invite, invite you into that. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's a few things I want to do. I actually want to give you my phone number. Uh, I'm not kidding. I've never done this before. But I felt like today I should give out my phone number. If you ever need anything. Uh, if you need anything. Me and my family are available to you. Um, and uh, just, you know, I'll, I know, this is kind of awkward, but hey, here's my phone number, 805-550-4060. 805-550-4060. If you ever need anything, I just want to say on behalf of uh, not just myself, but our church, uh, my family, uh, all the other leaders that you see come up here as well. But if you ever need anything, if you need uh, help in a crisis, if you need somebody to pray, if you need help getting connected, if you're looking for a breakthrough of some kind, I'd love to help uh, connect the dots there and get you lined up. We have this uh, flyer on your chair as well for this fall retreat we're doing in, in two weeks from Friday. I would love you guys to come up. We, uh, we're going out to Pine Valley. It's just like 40 minutes from here. Uh, but we are doing a, it's on Halloween weekend. We're going up on Friday night and we're coming back Sunday morning. I sincerely, if, if this is, you know, if you're thinking, man, I want to know Jesus better. There's no better way to seek God than to just give him a whole weekend. It's awesome, man. When you, when you just say, God, I want you enough. I'm going to give you a whole weekend. Just come and have fun with us. You'll make a lot of friends. Uh, we have a guest speaker coming down from Seattle. His name's Andrew Bach. Uh, but uh, we're going to have an amazing time out in Pine Valley. So you can hit that QR code on there if you want to come and join us out at Fall Retreat this year. Uh, but I just want to invite you into the life of God. And, and uh, I was going to ask the band to come back up as we sing one last song. But if you could stand up with me. <clears throat> Let me ask you, if you could close your eyes. Just close your eyes. I want to I have us respond to those three things for just a few minutes. So, number one, with our eyes closed, if you just feel like you need to seek God today, and you might, you might even say, listen, I don't, I, I don't know God, and I want to. I just want to say this is a beautiful moment, and take advantage of this moment right now. God is near to you. God hears you. And just with our eyes closed, why don't you just, with your own, with your own words, from your own heart, just say, God, I, I want to know you. Lord, I seek you today. Thank you that you promise that you will show yourself to me, that you'll reveal yourself in my life. God, would you show yourself to me? I want to know you. I want to know you. And with our eyes closed as well, if you feel like you need to give your life to Jesus today, I just wanted to ask you uh, if you know you want to give your heart to Jesus right now, if you could just boldly raise your hand real quick and just wave at me. Anybody here that just thinks, today I need to give my life to Jesus? Awesome. 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 Great. Anybody else? Just wave at me real quick. Anybody else? Awesome, man. I see you. That's great. Anybody else you feel like you need to give your heart to Jesus right now? Amazing. Those of you who uh, raised your hand, I just want to lead you through a prayer. Uh, and this, 
this moment is going to change your life forever because God hears your prayers. So if, the, if you raise your hand, just say, say this to the Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're here with me. Thank you that you died on the cross and that you took away my sins. I give you my heart. Forgive me for the way I've lived. Forgive me for my sins and give me a new life. Lord, I invite you into my heart. I pray that you would be my Lord and my Savior and that you would lead me every day from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. And God, I pray for those that just give their heart to you, God. I pray that you would surround them with your love, with great friendships. God, we just welcome them into the family of God today. And God, we pray that you would bless them. I do pray that they would walk with you for the rest of their lives, that they would know you, and that you just grab a hold of them. Number two, if you know you need friends, that's secondary. If you know you need friends, let's just pray that right now. God, I pray for friendships for everyone in this room. God, I pray that you would provide each one of us with close, godly friends. Those of us who have friendships or even dating relationships that aren't healthy, God, I pray that you'd help us to, to see that and to break away from those types of things. But God, we specifically ask for good friendships, that you'd surround us with, I pray for the men, that you'd surround these guys with godly men, men who are on fire for Jesus. I pray for the girls, that they would have godly girls and friends around them who are just sold out and on fire for Jesus. God, I pray that you protect us from the wrong relationships that lead us down destructive paths. And God, we do ask for great friendships. And thirdly, God, we just want to give you everything. If you know today you just need to give Jesus everything and maybe you've been holding back, this is a great moment to just surrender it as we sing this song. Let's just surrender everything to God and say, God, I want to serve you wholeheartedly. I want to give you everything today. Jesus, I pray that we would be a generation that lays down everything and says, God, anything you want me to do, anywhere you want me to go, anything you want me to give, my life is yours. I belong to you. Jesus, you're my everything. So God, we give you everything today.